Welcome to Cursolic. My name is Heiko. And I'm here with my good buddy Evan. Here things. So, before we get into today's episode, here's a quick rundown of how the podcast works. So, in each episode, one of us comes up with an interesting topic that they are curious about and reveals it live to the other person in the hopes to spark a deep discussion and further our knowledge of the world around us. So we're going to Dreamland again. <laughs> dreamland. Uh, no, not really. Not this time? Yeah, I know it kind of felt like dreamy. Maybe I picked a kind of wrong <laughs> hey, sound. Pretty good to me. I was kind of going for something like like a you know in the future sort of in the future yeah okay maybe it didn't feel like that the high korean methodology <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs> it's okay it's an inside joke thing. <laughs> some people will know about it um but yeah anyways well talking about dreams did you sleep well slept decently slept. but i'm still tired for some reason yeah it's weird huh? sometimes you think you got enough but not really yeah, I think it was more due to the fact that yesterday was Easter and I ate like trash. So I <laughs> oh, might okay. I might feel weird because of that. That's the excuse, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's the excuse, yeah. <laughs> a lot of family around. A lot of family, yeah. yeah. That's okay. Always fun. All right. You know, sometimes it's fine, you know, just to go overboard a little, but then go back to the regular yeah. program. Can't do that for too long. <laughs> um but anyways, yeah, so let's get into today's episode. So it's not going to be about dreams or sleeping or eating too much. Uh, it's going to be an interesting topic, a bit, you know, futuristic or whatever, but not too hard to understand. We'll okay, see. let's okay? do it. So let's begin with a teaser, with an image. Of course. So do you know what this is? It looks like, uh, it looks like something at Walt Disney. <laughs> looks like something at Walt Disney. <laughs> there's there's like um something called the Epcot Center at Walt Disney. Oh okay. And it looks like that. Oh I've never been to Walt Disney, so couldn't couldn't say. Um but no, it's not it's not for Walt Disney. Um so you've never seen this structure before? I've um, seen it, but I do not know what it is. You don't know you don't or know. Or can't it remember is. what it is. Okay, well kind of describe what you're seeing. Okay, so I see a sphere. Yeah. That has these mini like tr- holes in them, I guess, triangle, or triangle yeah. indents kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of in the middle. What it seems like to be a city, I presume. Uh, yeah, it's some sort of structure. Actually, I mean, I'm not really sure what it is in the middle, but it's some sort of structure that's built. But yeah, it's basically a dome, if you will. That's okay. made out of like these metal pieces, um, and there's like a bunch of triangles that's connected that makes up the dome. Uh, but yeah, this is built uh, somewhere that is very near to us. You should know about this. In Quebec. Getting close. In Montreal. Very close. In Laval. No. <laughs> huh. Laval is a suburb of Montreal. Yeah, so. that's where so we are. Know. Yeah, but um. No, it is in Montreal, but where exactly in Montreal? Where in Montreal? You don't know this, man? We have another big sphere in Montreal. The orange julep. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> that stupid, you know, orange thing. <laughs> I don't know where it is in Montreal. Well, this is basically the biosphere, a.k.a. the dome. Oh, how did I not know that? That is located on the island of Parc, Parc Jean Drapeau in Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So are we going to talk about some 
uh, nature. No, no, no. It's not actually. This isn't like the topic. So okay. this is the kind of like segue. Okay. Just before even I reveal the topic. So okay. what I why I brought this uh, is because this uh, was designed by a very famous architect named Richard Buckminster Fuller. Have you ever heard of him? Buckminster. Buckminster. Yeah. <laughs> Buckminster. Oh, I said Buckminster. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I mess up his. Uh, middle you know name okay so he was a famous 20th century architect yes he was an inventor and And a futurist yes okay uh so he develops ideas he developed ideas such as the dimaxium house geodesic dome which is that dome and spaceship earth so basically some of these ideas are like the like the dimaxium house is like a house that is like self-sustaining that uses its water system again you know to like different uses in the house so it's like a house that's very sustainable uh the geodesic dome is like a dome structure that's made with like very little material but it's very strong and very big for its size and the idea of spaceship earth is basically his uh concept that we should think of our earth as like a spaceship and that we're all crew members you know, trying to... All aboard the ship. All aboard the ship and try to make it work and be sustainable in our journey. Makes sense. life, you know. He was very, like, you know, about that sustainability, you know, that teamwork that everyone needs to help each other. Um, So basically, yeah, he has very, like, cool ideas and he was very ahead of his time. And one of his ideas that I, you know, found pretty fascinating, and that's the topic of today, Okay, um, is called... ephemeralization wow that's a hard word (laughs) ephemeralization ephemeralization okay i don't know what that is bit of a mouth enlighten me enlighten (laughs) you yeah so um yeah i put like yeah it was kind of like hard to like put a picture for ephemeralization i put like uh, pictures of bridges okay is that is, is it about bridges You'll see. It's, I'm going to explain it through a story of bridges. Okay. But let's, you know, kind of explain the concept of what it is. So what the hell is ephemeralization? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty hard word to spell and pronounce. Also. Yeah, exactly. I mean, pronounce, I would say, like, you have to, like, divide the word up. So you would say ephemeralization. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, three three. That would be a pretty good word to use in Scrabble. Yeah. Or in the in a spelling bee contest. Yeah. Spell ephemeralization. Can you put that in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard word, yeah. Yeah. But to explain it, it's not very hard to understand. So basically what this is, it's the ability of technological advancement to do more and more with less and less until eventually you can do everything with nothing. Okay, interesting. That is an accelerating increase in the efficiency of achieving the same or more output, more products, services, information, etc., while requiring less input, effort, time, resources. Okay. So this is like a topic that's like right up my alley, kind of. Like yeah, engineering. Gonna, uh, yes, yeah. Engineering is going to be involved in this, and I'm going to, you know, test you on some, you know, little all right, things let's get to it. see. Uh, how much I know how much you know yeah exactly well you studied mechanical engineering but some of this will involve like civil engineering so I guess yeah it kind of relates kind of relates you'll have some ideas Um, so yeah let us begin to explain ephemeralization so basically uh, just to like give credit where credit is due uh, so the story that I'm going to you know explain 
that's ba- that was basically told by uh, Buckminster Fuller. Um, this was from a YouTube video that I picked up. I'll put the link in the U- in our YouTube description. So I'm kind of like taking little parts of that YouTube video and like explaining the story. So like all credits, you know, to the person who made the video. Okay, but, cool. Um, we're going to go through here like different images. So basically the story goes like this. So that Buckminster Fuller was uh, in front of like people. I don't think it was a class. Maybe it was like an event. And basically he was explaining this concept. So on a blackboard, he drew a canyon. Okay. Okay. And then between the canyon, you have two people, right? They want to cross. So first question, Evan, how would they cross? How would they cross? So they have a canyon, you know, there's a river and you know they need to like communicate they need to cross so what would they do build i guess a bridge okay so what what would be like okay think of this like let's say the year 1200 okay so they're not very advanced so what would be like a rudimentary or primitive way like the most basic way they could i guess gather wood somehow and then wood okay maybe even more basic than that they would basically fill it up with a bunch of stones yeah that okay i get i see the point okay. so yeah the simplest possible way to fill the gap so that they could cross yeah so they could cross so they need to take a lot of resources a lot of stones fill up the gap and then you know they can pass freely exchange communicate do all that jazz makes sense but then i said there was a river in the middle you know at the bottom yeah so what kind of issue do you see here mr engineer <laughs> uh the i guess the weakening of soil oh uh, okay yeah like so so basically what happens so so you have a bunch of stones and then you know there's there was a there's river. water okay yeah so what happens i guess it would i i don't know like i guess the the rocks would get weakened or something oh, or yeah yeah so basically the water would seep through yeah, the stones, right. right? Okay. So the water would like keep seeping. Oh, okay, and- I, I was just trying to figure out where the water was. So it was actually like behind the stones in the picture we're looking at. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the perspective was. Yeah, in the Z plane. In the Z plane. Okay. <laughs> getting technical that. now. Um, so yeah, so you have like a water, it's almost like a dam kind of the structure <clears throat> here. So the water's seeping through. So what do they do? They go down. And they basically take out the stones. And what do they create? The shape of an arch. Yeah. Right? So if you look at in the past, a lot of bridges had that arch shape. Right, yeah. So why does it have that arch shape? So how is it that there are stones with a hole, but it still holds up? Uh, I'm not not sure. It's a good question. Yeah, so basically they're realizing that, you know, the shape itself, it doesn't need to be filled to the brim like to the bottom yeah it could still have a hole while still i mean i guess i don't know like the technical explanation of how the you know the forces keep it in place but the arch makes it so that you don't need to have it filled all the way to the bottom okay it could still be like a hole and the bridge still holds up well i guess it kind of makes sense like if the water's seeping through through that little hole yeah then there's like force going onto the rocks and then the rocks are also applying a backward like an inverse force on the water so it kind of just stays it in place like a stable structure uh well and no well in this case the water will just be passing through that hole yeah it wouldn't be pushing on the wall 
Well, it's still the the, there's still contact with the rocks. Uh, like I'm in not, the picture that you're showing right now, right? Yeah. So, like, like you'll see here. Like, let me show you the next picture. So basically, you see what's going on. Okay. So, so then what they did is that they made the arch bigger, bigger, and bigger. So okay. they could use even less stone and just kind of have the top in stone and then the sides, but then have right in the middle this arch. That's okay. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. So I just kind of <laughs> skipped to the next uh, slide here. So what happened, though, they saw that stone wasn't strong enough, right? So the stone collapsed. And then they were like, oh, okay. So we did all of that, you know, collecting all these stones. And then we freaking fell down. So then what other material is stronger than stone? <laughs> stronger than stone. Are we back in the 12th? Uh, no, year, now, now we're advancing. No, now we're advancing. I guess steel? Yeah, steel. Exactly. Okay. So some, uh, well, no, actually, no, even before that. Wood? No, iron. Okay. Yeah. I guess iron is part of, like, steel is made out of Yeah, iron. like we learned last time, remember? I w- remember when we were talking about the hundreds, the hundred greatest inventions? Oh, yeah, and our tier I was list. explaining that, like, steel is like an alloy of different metals. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I guess before even steel, you know, they, they, they had to discover iron. So that's what they did. So they said, okay, wait a minute. Instead of now building with these stones and all that, why don't we just do, like, an iron bridge and just, you know, put all these, like crossed um how would you call those like uh yeah like these kind of like x's x's yeah in between under it and the bridge holds like that right so what do you what are you like noticing like what is happening here like in like as we're progressing like what is going on here well i guess they're just kind of developing better patterns on like making a bridge yeah like better structures okay like i know for example um like a really stable structure yeah. isn't necessarily a structure that's like fully compact everywhere and uniform. Mm. It could have holes, like for example, an I-beam, okay? Yeah. An I-beam is a very stable structure. Okay. And it's kind of what I'm seeing here where they decided to not, you know, fully um, put material. The f- exactly. They actually use certain patterns that might actually uh, be more stable. More stable, yeah. And this kind of relates to that geodesic dome yeah, that he yeah. built it was all made of triangles and i think the triangle is the greatest shape in terms of strength is yeah. that true uh that's a good question i don't think maybe in terms of it depends what structure to be honest like like mm-hmm. i said like an i-beam is really uh, okay. a good structure but i've heard yeah the triangle because it's very like equal and like all yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like to reinforce a certain structure, there are multiple ways to do it. Either you do it with material, hmm. but another really important factor is like uh, geometry itself. Yeah. So like when you're designing something, Just, you always have to look at the actual geometry of whatever you're doing. Like for example, let's say you have, um, do you know what a cross section is? Cross section. Like, like a cross section is like let's say you took like a slab of metal and you cut it right in the middle. Okay. okay? And then you would look at what you just cut from, from like the front. Okay. Okay. That's the cross section. Okay. So depending on, um, what you're looking at, you, you actually have to design the cross section to be in a certain geometry to be as stable as possible. So let's say you have a beam of metal. Yeah. That's the square 
cross section might actually be less uh, perform, um, you know, just less stable than a triangular cross section. Okay. So it just depends what you want to do. Okay. And in which context. Okay, so it depends, like, from the architectural, like, the... Just like the purpose what of you what you're build. designing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, I thought, like, maybe the triangle was... It just depends, yeah. Okay. It could... You could have, like, an ellipse. You could have whatever. Like, it could be so many th- different structures. It structures just depends... Whatever suits... Whatever suits that application, per okay. se. Okay, okay. I see. Okay, so yeah, so it basically yeah relates to this that you know you don't need to feel the structure. There can be some sort of geometry built into it that's more uh, you know like strong suiting for the application for, for, yeah. for for that need. Yeah. So basically, what they're doing is more with less. Yeah. Right. We're getting onto exactly. that onto that idea. So then someone was like, okay, so we have this arch at the bottom. Why don't we put the arch at the top? Okay. Right. So it looks like a trampoline now. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. So, so yeah. So now, the if you look at you know in history, you have those bridges that have you know the 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 arch on the top. It's like you see how they like progressed with the bridge structures. Um, so then, yeah, we said that iron was what was used, and then you said afterwards steel, steel. would be the best. Um, you know. Uh, structure to build with material to build with so then they said okay well why don't we have like all these like pieces why don't we just have two metal posts on each end and then drape the steel cables yeah because what's the other property of steel like what is it you know also well it has high like tensile strength yeah like very flexible right uh yeah well exactly it takes a lot of force to actually deform it Oh, okay, okay. So it always like, so you have like elastic deformation. I'm getting really technical again. It's all right. Or it's plastic. So elastic deformation means you put you apply force, but then it comes back to its original shape. But then if you apply enough force, it's gonna deform plastically. And it's never gonna come back to the original shape. So that's a really good property of steel is that the elastic modulus is so high that you could apply a lot of force and it's always going to come and back. It's always kind of yeah. like memory foam. Yeah, exactly. It's the same idea. That's but, but, that's for polymers though. It's a little different. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, memory foam. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but then you said it's plastic as in if you push it too far, it deforms permanently. And it stays like And it stays like, like lip. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Just gets like destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, I see. Um but yeah, so so in this case, like steel cables that are made for, you know, cable bridges. So those would be like um, elastic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like since since there's like a lot of force, right? External external force from like wind. Yeah. Pushing it, you want something that comes back, and doesn't deform, right? Uh, okay, so that's why okay. you're using steel, for it to keep its shape all the time. To keep its shape, yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, steel has a really good um, elastic modulus you call it plastic okay cool so i guess yeah so then you know as time went on people discovered that you could use steel to make elastic cables and again you like use less material you know you you fill the bridge less there's like more gaps right um and then they start making bigger and longer bridges you know kind of like the golden gate bridge which is very iconic yeah you know San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. So very good example of that. Uh, So yeah, so we're basically doing more and more with less and less. So then 
Buckminster Fuller, when he was telling the story, um, you know, he said, well, why can't we just think that if we go on this pace, then one day we could just do bridges with, like, he said, like, yeah, like, nothing, basically. Like, there wouldn't be any connecting thing. And, um, you know, people at first were like, are you sure about this? This is it's kind of suspicious. This is a little like, suspicious or a bit weird. And then they started laughing. Everyone was just, you know, laughing their ass off. Like, okay, you you crazy, you know, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then he said, Okay, am I really crazy? He said, Okay, let me put my hand between earth and moon. Okay, it's kind of, you know, hard to do, but like, you know, if you're outside and the moon is there and you're doing this, he said the moon and the earth still have this invisible th- tether that's okay. connecting them. And they still stay together. Like the moon still follows Earth around, but there's nothing that connects it. Um, so he basically wants you to understand that how is it, you know, that Earth, you know, stays. Well, we know it's because of gravity, gravity. and there's this force. Uh, back to Einstein again. Back to Einstein, yeah. <laughs> there's some connections there, yeah. Um, but he's trying to explain that you see it's being done with nothing. Yeah. Quote unquote, you know. Um, but that's because you have two large objects that like apply such a huge force that like there is kind of like a connection between them yeah so so i guess i don't know if what he's trying to get at is that in the future like it's almost like this alien technology where we we would be able to like do things with like energy or like forces like yeah it's pretty far-fetched uh, kind of like it reminds me of like halo like uh when you would want to like cross some section you would click a button and like this bridge would come and it was like made out of energy Oh well, I don't know okay. if you. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't played that game. Yeah, but like, think of it. Yeah, it's like a button you press, and then zoom. It's like this energy bridge. You know, comes up, you cross it, and then it like goes wow. back. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's his idea of like the future bridges. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, just to kind of recap the ideas of ephemeralization. Uh, so do more with less. We have more efficiency with less. Uh, where we come also to a point where we do everything with nothing. And also some examples, right? Computers. Before in the 50s, they were like half a room. Now they're like, you know, in our pockets, right? Right, Yeah. Uh, Very small. Cameras as well, you know, they were huge. Now they're smaller. Cell phones. Everything is getting more efficient, Efficient, more small. Um, So certain industries are already uh, doing that. Do you have Mm. other... Examples. examples yeah yourself that you can think of uh not offhand but if i do come up with one i'll i'll let you know okay um yeah i was kind of hoping you would go because <laughs> uh, i'm trying to think of what um hmm. what other industry I have to that, think maybe cars i don't know i guess mm. yeah it's hard to yeah i guess you could say pinpoint i guess but like electric cars you know you're doing and more with less uh, less yeah less pollution less pollution or I something yes but the people will argue yeah but the you know manufacturing of electric cars still produces you know, okay yeah um, it's always there's always two ways to look at it i guess but but i guess a lot of like technological products in general like like a printer maybe you know also has yeah. gotten smaller other devices of that sort um but yeah so let's just go through the question section now so we can discuss this a bit more so do you think that we can ever reach a point where we really do everything with nothing uh maybe in this 
very advanced society, perhaps, okay. where everything is kind of like automated and some just we have better ways to do everything. But I feel like it's going to be a long way before we get to that, or if ever, right? If ever, yeah, there was that too. Um, yeah, like everything with nothing, yeah, it is very hard to like conceptualize. Yeah. Like, like, like we operate with like frequencies and like just like <laughs> yeah, alien like technology like, or something. Like, but but he is right. If you look at it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you see how things get more and more efficient, right? Yeah, of course. We we just don't see it day to day, but like you know, you take the computer again. You look at 1950, how huge it was, and now how small it is, and then maybe yeah, it will just be like a chip you put in your head or something like that. Elon. Uh, do your thing Elon you're coming <laughs> up yeah um right so yeah it I guess it, it is possible but will we do everything with nothing and what does nothing mean I guess what what does he mean by that yeah it's it's all about perspective so uh, <laughs> what are you trying to get there <laughs> well yeah like I mean what's his definition of nothing I guess what he means is like just the bare minimum just nothing just, yeah maybe that's what he means or maybe his like everything with nothing is like sort of like infinite like how numbers just continue going yeah. where we would do with less and less and less and less but, but he would, nev never actually reached nothing yeah because what is nothing yeah right that yeah it's kind of like uh like an asymptote in math it's like you get really close to something yeah, like that curve. And then you and never reach the, like zero. The, the asymptote itself or whatever. Yeah, so I guess we could like represent that in a in a like graph, graph. mathematical yeah. graph, yeah. Um I guess yeah, that's actually a pretty good way to think about it, I think. It's like you get what he means by nothing is probably like we get so close to nothing, but we're actually not really there. We're just like infinitesimately close like very minimal like right like yeah we don't use a lot of resources or like the bridge you know we don't throw a ton of stones just to build a bridge yeah we could have some energy field and then we <laughs> cross through that it's still something but it's a way less yeah exactly before. yeah i think that's a pretty good way to think about it like just making Not absolute zero. yeah but but that's the thing we're thinking about absolute zero but everything could also be never reaching infinity as well the yeah. same way yeah that's what i think he's looking at it like yeah. to do everything like really everything uh, again just, we, just do something very large and you know in great numbers but still but not still not infinite infinity and then nothing is just you know infinity. as small as possible but yeah. never reaching absolute zero so yeah. both ends so would of it the be spectrum, like this yeah <laughs> double <laughs> double arch double arch going yeah maybe um so yeah i guess i guess we kind of answer answered that one um second question though are there certain things that requires us to use a lot of resources despite our best efforts i think so one example that comes to mind is like space travel for some reason just like okay hmm. for example you just just because the the energy demands of of space travel is so absurdly high. Yeah, right? but that's right now though. Like, you really think in the future we wouldn't discover some sort of, you know, energy like something that uses a lot less energy and that can take us 
way further. I mean, it could I be, but so. I don't think we're there yet at all. No, I know. But like you're saying that this, you know, thing would always need a lot of resources. Well, I think it's going to always require a lot of energy, okay. right? But the resources, I guess, yeah, it depends which kind of resources we have that provides a certain amount of energy. Okay. So it'll depend how, you know, advanced we are to make that resource into uh, an, a certain amount of energy, which is probably going to be a huge amount. Okay. But it could happen. It could. Um, I'm not sure it's going to happen anytime soon. But No, yeah. no, I know. But like, think of like really far like into the future. Really, like thousands and yeah, thousands like of 10, years. like 10,000 years, something like that. Why yeah, not? Yeah, probably. And I think um, not, to, not to get into some, uh, you know, conspiracies or anything, but like... <laughs> Or, yeah, aliens. Yeah. Just if ever we get to the point that we actually do discover like another species or another life form, that's where I think technology is actually going to take a new level. It's going to take a leap, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. our alien buddies are going <laughs> to... Well, yeah, it's weird to say that like aliens don't exist, but like I'm sure like in our universe, like there's it's such a it's big... It's bound to happen. There's yeah. bound to be like some type of life form we're just not aware of yeah unless you there. hold like a belief of that you know god created only humans that kind of thing yeah, yeah that's but have different. you have you seen like there's an equation that actually predicted how many other life forms exist in the universe no i don't think so is this yeah. Stephen Hawking or something uh no i don't think so but maybe they play a role i'm not sure exactly who came up with that equation maybe we could look it up but. okay Oh, okay. I mean, I would think so. I would think that you could mathematically come up with some, yeah, you know, probability that exactly. And like the equation takes into account how many galaxies we have, how many you know uh, planets, yeah. and and if certain conditions were met, then it could result yeah, in like exactly life forms. So there's there's literally like oh, yeah. a. I an definitely equation. believe there are aliens. Maybe not what we think of aliens of like the big head and you know round eyes or whatever, but it could just be some sort of cell or something. Or something, something that we can't even perceive or we can't even imagine or. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. So let's not get you know too you know confident in our you know understanding of the universe. In our loneliness. <laughs> in our loneliness. <laughs> I don't think we're lonely. I don't know. It's just a... We're not alone. I don't think either. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's weird to say it out loud, but like... Yeah, it's it's hard to believe, in my opinion, that we're like alone. Like it's weird. Yeah, that, that's what's weird. hard Seems... to believe. Not that there is. It's just hard to believe that we're alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know for sure, but hard to believe yeah exactly um so yeah i think but, that's a, to go back to the, yeah. the question I, we went on a little tangent there it's but hard. i think if we ever do discover another life form that's when our technology is just gonna go to the next level because we'll we'll understand things that we hadn't before okay okay i see yeah obviously i agree on that but so do, do you think, okay, besides a space travel requiring a lot of energy, which I think in the future we will find ways to like travel faster with less, is there anything else in our world that just requires just a lot of resources? Just, you know, you can't, you can't bypass it or, or can everything eventually be done with less and more efficiently? Well, yeah, if we're, 
talking like in um engineering like context I don't know if it's if that's how you want me to answer the question. Yeah, yeah, like most products, services, information. Yeah, but that's uh, what I I mean. Like probably one of the hardest things to to get by yeah. is that space travel issue. Like, okay, so you think that's what, one of the what's main, harder than that? Like like everything else much. can really be everything else could be more. optimized to a certain degree. Like you know, uh, whether it be like programming or yeah, uh, medicine. That we could yeah, make it agriculture, pretty, yeah. architecture, um, and I think space travel is always going to be one of those issues that remains as one of the most difficult to solve. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, you pick like one thing that's like a really hard task to try to yeah because make it more efficient. All those other now. things I mentioned, like programming, medicine, that's in our control. Like it's on Earth. Like we know the variables. We know how. Okay, because right. it's in space. But in space, we don't have control over anything. Like okay, nothing. But I think at a really long period yeah, of definitely. time, I think it would so happen. Um, but okay, so I, I agree again that most materialistic things that we have, products, services that we use, whatever, will eventually be more efficient and be done with less. And But if I can, you know, find something that, you know, no matter what, still, I guess, would require a lot of resources and maybe I'm being a little romantic here, is, uh, you know, the relationships you have with people. Relationships, okay. <laughs> so you're saying that relationships will always require... To love someone, you know, the yeah. human part. Yeah, Make, okay. Yeah, that's what yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I Yeah, that's why I asked that question earlier. Like, are we just thinking about, like, an engineering context? Uh, okay. Or it could go, like, Oh, that's what you to, meant? Yeah, that's okay. kind of what I meant. Yeah, well, at first I was... <laughs> talking about like just things material stuff but we answered that yes eventually most material things whatever will become more efficient yeah but the human part so but that that what you just said kind of uh, brings a question into mm -hmm. to my head like is it is it a good thing to always want um you know more from less yeah yeah exactly um yeah that's a that's a good question um well well, that's what I think is that as we evolve, like, I'm not sure that humans, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe millions of years, like humans, what we are right now will be different in some ways, you know, psychologically, physiologically, physiologically, whatever. But I think for now, like us humans, we require a lot of energy resource, you know, quote unquote, to you know foster relationships good mental health you know to be loved to have attention um yeah and i don't think you know trying to make relationships or love like more efficient in some way because no i, I don't think it yeah. works well that's why I you feel can't like, love yeah. more efficient i don't know this doesn't work yeah like, try to make <laughs> love more of like a mechanical thing rather than you know, like if we're something that's about... completely not mechanical like it just doesn't make any sense yeah exactly i mean if we're taking some you know something physical you know that you'd be doing in the bed i don't think you can try to you know do automate it yeah or do less with you know more with less or something yeah. um, that takes a lot of resources oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the human aspect i think will just <laughs> Will never go away. Well, well, there. Yeah, you just can't escape it, you know. Some people were like super futurists, were like, you know, I'll I'll be loving you without even touching you. I'll just you know connect something, and boom, I'll, you'll know that I love you. Yeah, 
That's boring. Yeah, it's just like almost, yeah, exactly. Like humans, as much as they want things to be efficient, there are just some things they like to take their time and, you know. Yeah, sexy time. <laughs> wow, wow, we. <laughs> I like. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, those are things we're never going to get away from. It's just how we are. And it's just, just there are things that I wouldn't want to have um you know more with less like for example uh, another example just came to mind that's kind of more on the human side mm. is like music right like i like to play music i like to you know let's say write music or whatever yeah i wouldn't want a freaking robot to do it for me or like just you know like produce a lot of songs yeah. in like the least amount of time exactly or something like that. Yeah. write a whole album yeah. in like five seconds like right yay or like be able to like consume music or listen to music like i can listen 10 music in like one minute or something yeah, like, why would I want to do that? Like, what's like, the point of making that? Yeah, see? It's like, it becomes like a programming language at that point. It's just like... Yeah. Or it just makes the human more robotic. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So, so I guess there are some things that we'd like to make more efficient, but there are other things that, yeah, making them more efficient would just suck the life out of out, it, you know? Out of it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, whatever relates to kind of our human nature and psychology and just... Uh, experiencing the world um yeah yeah um well maybe like another thing just to add on this one last thing like uh like let's say travel right let's say it takes you an hour to go somewhere you know the hour that it takes you to go there it's like a journey you know you like prepare it's like a transitory uh, transitionary period you're preparing yourself and then you get there like wow you know it's a nice place whatever but imagine you know we do more and more with less and we build a portal. <laughs> yeah, you just teleport there. Or teleportation, yeah. What do you think of that, let's say? Well, yeah, you bring up a good point because it's either like, you know, we get to our destination quicker and, you know, we get to like just arrive there faster, but we also miss out on the experience, right? Like the journey. Journey. Like let's say you're taking yeah. the plane. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I get to take the airplane today. You know, you look out the window. You're like, oh, wow, look at all the... The, the towns and whatever and like it's little like, human ants the anticipation yeah yeah but then if you would remove that yeah it would kind of suck the life out of it as well yeah so maybe then right let's say like the transportation thing maybe certain things need to be balanced out you know we can't like keep doing more and more and more and more with less and less and less and less to the point you know it's like boom okay you're here uh wait what i'm oh. Wait, so what you're trying to say is that everything comes down to balance. Ah, see? (laughs) We're back to balance. Back to balance. So even this then, maybe it's not, you know, recommended for everything to be done with nothing. Yeah. Almost, you know, maybe having some sort of buffer or some sort of, you know, transition or length of time or whatever you want. Yeah, it's always we always want more, right? We're always trying to get better and make everything as efficient as Stronger, possible. Stronger, better, faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the song. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, like we got to draw a line, right? I think I kind of think about it like that song. I think it has it's like a deep meaning, you know? Yeah. That it's just every time, you know, stronger, better, faster, stronger. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's related to this topic. Yeah. So I guess it's. It shouldn't always be an er. <laughs> it shouldn't be er. er. Yeah. Shouldn't be angry. Angry. Furious. Yeah. We're, we want to start a new <laughs> podcast called Furious Aholic. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you're serious about that, but I mean, no, it's more of a joke. We I were... think we'll make a joke podcast called Furious. Yeah, maybe one day we'll do like a parody of Curious Yeah, Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard it right here, guys. It might come up soon. We'll see. <laughs> That might, that might be funny. An angrier version. Yeah. Curiosaholic. Um, it's funny because like Curiosaholic, if you just change the first letter of the word, <laughs> it just changed the whole meaning of the podcast. So Curiosaholic turns into Furiousaholic. Like everything's, you're just angry the just whole time. Angry. I'm going to play metal as a theme. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so to move on to the last questions. Um, so why aren't there more industries that are following the route a route of doing more with less, right? Because there are still some things uh, that can be done more efficiently, but yet we still use so much, you know, a lot of resources and whatnot. Like, like let's say building a house, right? It takes a lot of resources. We still build houses like we did, you know, 100 years ago, like the foundation, the woods and everything, you know, like like that. You know, why, why don't we do those kind of things more efficiently why aren't more industries i know maybe it's because of what we just said like do we want to make it that efficient um like let's say let's think about this let's say we found the most efficient way to build a house yeah how many people would lose their jobs huh yeah well there yeah there is that i guess Um, and that's part of balance right if we make everything just automatic so so then you think for the sake of employment, for example, we need to sacrifice, you know, resources and time and effort to like employ well, yeah, people. Because yeah. like nowadays everything is just, you know, everything could be done by computers, like literally. Like we could build robots to do anything we want. Yeah. And yet yeah, we don't why do why don't we? Exactly. Just for the exact reason that if we Pretty did that point. Then people will lose their jobs and people will not have lives and and is there a solution to that, possibly? A solution? That what do you we mean? have spoken about in the past? That the kind Venus of, Project. Ah, there you go. Yeah, it reminded me of the Venus Project this uh, this whole time. Oh, uh, okay. That's good then. Well, I was going to bring it up because, yeah, the, the architect, uh, Buckminster Fuller, was a big influence on Jacques Fresco, the oh, founder really? okay. of Venus Project. Because if you remember Venus Project, it was all about that automation, technology, you know, robots doing the work for us and an economy that was resource-based that we were based on, you know, what resources do we have and how efficiently can we yeah, you know, uh, fulfill the needs of humans. Uh, so in a society like that, where, yeah, it wouldn't be on, based on trade and barter and money, you know, it could work where, yeah, who cares? The robots can do. I still have like my needs met. You know, yeah. so then, you know, the socioeconomic systems that we have in place are what's kind of hindering the progress in efficiency, you know, because, you know, I guess we can admit that, you know, the capitalistic system does like scarcity, does like, you know, yeah. uh, kind of wasting resources and whatnot. Um, yeah, it sounds like a, a solution to me. <laughs> Venus project. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, back to the utopia. <laughs> back to yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people look at it that way. Um, but yeah, I just think it could be a better solution to a lot of problems that we're currently yeah. facing. I don't think it will be perfect, but um, yeah, I, but, I think that's the reason that you know we don't make everything as efficient as possible. 
Yeah, because it's because... just the economic system that we're in right now, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, if we think about it, you know, are, are we going to be able to sustain this? And for how long? Yeah. You know, we don't know. If, if we use a lot of resources. So to kind of, you know, close off all of this, um, some closing thoughts. Um, so as we see, right, ephemeralization is already happening in certain industries, you know, the computer, cell phone, camera, or, or, or others. Um, so it is only a matter of time, though, when more and more of what we create and produce is done with less and less. But the third point that I want to come to is the core idea of this is sustainability, right? Yeah. That we can sustain more people using less and less. So I think, in my opinion as well, if we want to continue as a species without facing a huge worldwide, you know, crisis of resources, then we need to think about intelligently on how we use the yeah. resources we have. For sure. Yeah. Um, so what do you... What do you think? What do you? What else would you have to add uh, for closing for your, thoughts? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think it is important to, yeah, make it efficient and keep those resources uh, and use them efficiently and effectively. Mm. But I think it is important to have balance where, if we advance too fast with with our technology and our society, then, you know, is there really point living at that point? Like, is there? Does it really? Uh, suck the life out of everything okay that's kind of how i look at it maybe a different perspective but so then uh, yeah i kind of agree that we should progress but we should progress in a way where we always you know look back and like correct ourselves and like yeah balance out the it's kind of like the the old point that we brought up um like you know when a new technology comes out don't always take it as fact and you know just embrace it yeah, kind of just the beta, beta testers. <laughs> yeah, just you know, see see uh, see for yourself how you feel about the technology, and you know, go from there. No, don't just take every technology as adopted like some. Yeah, you know, yeah, like part of your life. Or, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Which yeah, like yeah, you're right. So so there's this kind of pull tug and pull between like being conservative in what we have and the way we do things and the advancement yeah exactly society more liberal more creative ideas and whatnot um but yeah okay i think i think that kind of wraps it up so yeah sustainability i think is a key part of this and uh you know i think if you want to survive when you gotta you gotta think about it yeah. Well, maybe so, before this, let's start reducing our plastic use because, you know, down there, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be our end before this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is our end. I think it's more of like progress than regression. But okay. Okay. Uh, but well, yeah. what I mean, and as in because we do use a lot of resources. In oh, yeah. In that ways. sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and I mean that we need to catch up. And making yeah. it efficient. Our resources down there are taking a hit, though. So. Yeah, those are taking a hit. We gotta, you know, that might be a priority <laughs> right now. Um, I don't know if you guys know what we're referring to, but go look at one of our old episodes, and you'll probably get it. The endocrine disrupting, disrupting chemicals. Yep, which is yeah, a bit of frightening one, but very interesting. Um, anyway, so yeah, 
just uh you know i think that will be it we'll wrap this episode up so thank you guys for watching this episode um i also want to you know just low-key uh, thank uh, a viewer that did inspire this topic oh. <laughs> The unknown man. Um, oh, really? Is that is that how you? <laughs> wow, that's two in a row, buddy. A two in a row, yeah. Because you got inspired for the last episode, yeah. and I got the inspiration from this. Uh, he went on a crazy, you know, uh, you know, rant, rant of ideas and whatnot, which made absolutely no sense, kind of. And then I got this out of that. So interesting. Yes. I yeah, I was <laughs> I was like curious, like how you came up with this, but now I kind of see some it. hints of. Uh, unknown people unknown uh, knowledge is being thrown around <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so yeah so thank he's you. basically sitting right here as we speak yeah at this point he's, he's just right there yeah. <laughs> the invisible man <laughs> maybe we'll reveal him one day <laughs> yeah we should um anyway so thank you guys for watching so if you liked it you know you can leave a like subscribe if you want to see more on our youtube channel leave a comment uh we release an episode almost every week we try to uh you can check us out on all the streaming platforms apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher all those good places and uh yeah we will catch you guys next time yep catch you guys on the next one thanks a lot all right take care bye bye